you may not get the material blessings, may not get the notoriety, but you'll get the significance, you'll get the good feeling that comes from knowing, you know, I helped someone in a situation make their life a little bit better. I helped someone focus on their goal a little bit better. I helped equip someone to do their job a little bit better. And those things, I don't think you can put a price tag on. Welcome back to the Mentor Leader Radio Special, based on the new book by Tony Dungy titled The Mentor Leader, Secrets to Building People and Teams That Win Consistently. To learn more about how you can be a mentor to people in your life, visit Tony Dungy's website at thementorleader.com. Sign up to receive updates on Tony, read what people are saying about him and his ministry, sign up for Tony's podcast, Follow Tony Dungy on his blog and enter to win a free signed copy of his new book and more. It's all at TheMentorLeader.com. Now let's return to the discussion with Tony Dungy and Wayne Shepard. Coach, we've got a few minutes left, but it's been so much fun today to sit and talk with you about what's in this book, The Mentor Leader. I'm really praying that God's going to use this book in some special ways as he did uh, Quiet Strength and Uncommon. Well, those two books... Uh really has been just unbelievable and uh, being able to go to schools, being able to go to places where they have used it, uh, it's just been uh, more than gratifying. And that's what we're hoping will happen with this mentor leader, that it will not just be business people, but it'll be people from all walks of life, including young people that would say, you know, I want to lead in a little different way than uh, is normally seen in society. Let's spend our last few minutes kind of building up the confidence of those who are beginning to get a vision for being a mentor and a leader in people's lives and just talk more about what that looks like and how to get going. You know, it's easier than people would think, uh, and it can be done in any capacity. Um, Larry Fitzgerald is a great receiver with the uh, Arizona Cardinals, and my son really looked up to him. And I just mentioned to Larry that, um, hey, you know, my son really looks up to you and he wrote him a letter and just said, hey, you know, look up to my skills, but more than anything, get your degree, study, listen to your parents. Uh, Eric, my son, put that letter up on his door, still has it there. Uh, just a five-minute little note uh, had a tremendous impact on a young person. So it can be done any number of ways, and that that's the thing, just being intentional and saying, I'm going to look for those opportunities. I mentioned your two previous books, Quiet Strength and Uncommon. I know God has used those in people's lives. As a matter of fact, I've heard you talk about the story of whole teams that have taken, like Uncommon, for instance, and used it as a, as a basis for study together. It's been incredible. Um, college coaches have given it to their players. Uh, the St. Louis Rams, Steve Spagnuolo is a friend of mine. He gave it to all his players in training camp. Uh, and just to know that um, classes or teams uh, or groups of people are reading it, uh, really goes beyond uh, what, what I could have expected. But uh, nothing more gratifying than to, to go in and talk to a group of, of people who said, you know, I read this book. Here's what we took out of it. Thank you for writing it because it made us think about our lives and what we wanted to do. I know it's very important to you that part of what a mentor leader does is encourage people spiritually and put them on track with God. Talk about that for a moment. That That is a desire of yours, isn't it? It is. And that's the underlying message in the book that uh, if our motivation is really to help people. Uh, that's when we're going to be successful. That's when we're going to do something long-lasting. And that motivation really doesn't come within us. It's, it's not human nature to help the other person before we help ourselves. That's got to come from, from Christ. And pointing people to the Lord, that, that's the ultimate message in the book. So mentor leaders uh, need to step up 
and uh, accept that challenge uh, to become that kind of person in someone else's life, to make their life better, to add value, as you say. And as a result, we, we get uh, not, uh, not accolades, but we do get significance, don't we? You do get significance from that, and that's, that's the difference. Um, you may not get the material blessings, may not get the promotions, uh, may not get the notoriety, but you'll get the significance, you'll get the good feeling that comes from knowing you know, I helped someone in a situation make their life a little bit better. I helped someone focus on their goal a little bit better. I helped equip someone to do their job a little bit better. And those things, uh, I don't think you can put a price tag on. Hmm. I know how important your dad was to you. It's very obvious from reading The Mentor Leader and your other books. Um, but I, I think I learned so much from his life, just from the, your brief stories in the book about how he was a teacher in a segregated school and would sit and wonder, is this school really equal? It's one of the great lessons I learned from my dad. And, and you talk about time and, and where lessons go. Uh, his first teaching job was in 1951 in Alexandria, Virginia. And this was before Brown versus Board of Education. So it was segregated schools, separate but equal. And um, he told me, you know, hey, we could have said, this isn't right, uh, this needs to be fixed, and it did need to be fixed. But he felt his job at the time was to make the situation better, and the way he could make it better was teach his students as well as they could be mm-hmm. taught. And that was his goal, and he did that. Uh, he passed that lesson on to me, and then uh, you know, 55 years later, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going through Alexandria, Virginia, on a bus to the White House to be introduced to the president after we'd won the Super Bowl. <laughs> And it just made me think, you know, my dad did something in his way to make this situation better. And now here's his son going to the White House. It brought tears to my eyes. He never made it to the White House, but you did. But you I stood did. on his shoulders. And I would not have made it without the lessons that he taught me and the way he mentored me. So uh, his lesson or his point was rather than sit there in 1951 and just say, this isn't right, what can I do to help the situation right now, right where I am? Another quality of the mentor leader is perseverance, and uh, you certainly have persevered, and, and many people do, but we are often tempted to quit. And you, you tell a story of uh, good old mean Joe Green for the <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers. I, I want you to tell that story, Tony. Joe Green is a, a Hall of Fame player, was the defensive captain of the Steelers, uh, was the unquestioned leader. And I came you know, seven years after Joe had been there, and uh, I was a young guy, and he told me that he almost didn't make it to that position of captain and leader because in 1972, he was ready to walk away from the team. This was on the verge of their success the and the, their all success. those Super Bowls they yeah. won in the 70s. Exactly. A team that would go on to win four Super Bowls in six years, but in 1972, they were struggling, not winning as consistently, and Joe didn't know if it was ever going to happen. He had listened to Coach Noel. He believed it but it just didn't seem like he was seeing the results. Packed up his locker, went to the airport, told Coach he was leaving. Uh, Fortunately, one of the other assistant coaches, one of his mentors, went and got him and said, hey, we're making progress. You just have to persevere. Don't quit when we're right on the verge of something great. Well, he was discouraged because that was the year the Dolphins went undefeated. It was the Dolphins' undefeated year, and that's exactly what what happened. He had seen the Dolphins play on Monday night and just look like a machine and say, why can't we look like this? I've been here four years, and we don't look anything like this. It's not going to happen. Joe comes back. Two weeks later, they put Franco Harris in the starting lineup, and the team takes off, wins seven straight games, and that's the beginning of the Steel Curtain and the Super Bowls. Uh, but Joe Green told me, you know, I was one flight away 
from <laughs> missing out on that. <laughs> and the assistant coach who came and got me and encouraged me, that was the difference. And uh, I've often repeated that story to, to my teams after disappointing losses or after stretches where they don't think we're making as much progress as we are. As a leader, I can see the progress. You may not, but you have to persevere. We've all got to hang in there. <laughs> Uh, otherwise you'll miss out on a tremendous blessing. His decision bore consequences for him as an individual who went on to just a fantastic career in, in Super Bowl rings, but it also bore consequences for the whole team. And, it did. And, and we need to think about the team that we are, whether the team was a football team or a volunteer team at church, we need to be thinking about that. We do. And Joe Green was Coach Knowles' first draft pick ever. He was the guy that was going to be the cornerstone of the team. What would have happened to those Steelers teams if that first pick had left and given up? Uh, it would have not only taken the talent that Joe had, taken that away from the team, but it would have been very symbolic. And because the leader hung in there and did persevere, it allowed other people to have that vision and that dream, and it took off. And it allowed him to tell me that story and for me to tell that story to a team a generation later when uh, I was with the Colts and we kept getting beat by New England <laughs> and it didn't look like we we're ever going to get over the hump. And I said, hey, just don't quit. Don't give up just before it happens. Uh, uh, a lesson I learned from Joe Green. Yeah. Tony, we have listeners in uh, just every corner of the country listening and all walks of life and just the diversity of people out there. Look them in the eye and challenge them to become mentored leaders and, and what difference they might make in someone else's life. Our society, if we're going to grow, uh, we have to help each other. And there are so many talented young people with great potential that just need a helping hand to get where they need to go. There are so many people who are on the verge of giving up, like Joe Green, very, very close to saying, I don't know if this is worth it. I can't reach my goal. And all they need is that pat on the back, that help, that encouragement that, hey, you can get this done. And that's what we need to do to make a difference in our schools, in our communities, uh, in our businesses, uh, everywhere, just helping where we can. And if you do that, you'll be amazed at the results. Well, Coach, when all is said and done, what's the main thing you want us to take away from this conversation today about being a mentor and a leader in someone else's life? Really two points. Uh, number one, the idea of how we lead, that it doesn't have to be from dominance, it doesn't have to be from having the loudest voice, but we can lead from that ability to serve, to help, to lift others up. And then number two, that everybody can do it. Uh, it, it doesn't have to be, let's look around and see who else can be the leader. What can I do to help? What can I do to make the situation better? Who can I assist? Uh, and if I can, then in that moment, I'm the leader. Well, we're going to read this book, The Mentor Leader. We're going to watch you on NBC on uh, Football Night in America, and we're going to watch you hopefully receive that Emmy Award that you've been nominated for uh, as a rookie analyst with NBC. God has really blessed your life, and you, you're blessing our lives, Tony. Thank you. Thank you very much, Wayne. He has uh, blessed me tremendously, and that's part of uh, the reason for this book, to encourage other people to give back from the blessings they've received. How can we pray for you and your family? I think you can pray for us just that uh, all the projects, all the busyness doesn't supersede that main thing, which is leading my family correctly. You've been listening to the Mentor Leader Radio Special, featuring Coach Tony Dungy and Wayne Shepard as they discuss Tony's new book, The Mentor Leader, Secrets to Building People and Teams that Win Consistently. Tony says your only job is to help your players be better. 
That single idea had a huge impact on Tony when he heard it from one of his earliest mentors, and it led him to develop the successful leadership style so admired by players and coaches throughout the NFL. The Mentor Leader is Tony Dungy's third book and offers some new and inspirational life principles that can be followed up from his other two books, Quiet Strength and Uncommon. If you'd like more information on how you can be a mentor to people in your life, visit Tony Dungy's website at TheMentorLeader.com. There you can sign up to receive updates on Tony, read what people are saying about him and his ministry, sign up for Tony's podcast, follow Tony Dungy on his blog, and enter to win a free signed copy of his new book and more. It's all at TheMentorLeader.com. The Mentor Leader Radio Special is a production of Tyndale House Publishers in association with Westar Media Group. Thanks for listening.